then I want you to go in your Bibles with me. You can look on the screen. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. It says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, we know... Or what, he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. We're going to talk this morning about praying with confidence. Praying with confidence. I know too many Christians that pray without confidence. They pray and they have this attitude, I sure hope the Lord heard me. Anybody ever heard a phrase like that? You know, sure hope it works this time. That's not praying with confidence. In fact, my attitude, if you have that attitude, is why bother praying? If I'm not sure, I'm going to see results. Why bother? You know, I mean, really, to be honest with you, it's like they, <laughs> it's like they built something that maybe is sticky. Like you ever take a, you take a tape or something and you make a ball out of it. And it's got some stick to it. And they just throw it up hoping it'll stick. Hoping, it will, hoping the Lord this time will catch it. And that's not the way it should be. We should pray and pray focused and know without a doubt that God heard us. And the Word of God says here, if He heard us, then we know that we have it. Now, there are some guidelines. God gave us some rules, if you will, to prayer. He gave us some guidelines. He could have went any way He wanted. I mean, he could have, there are any number of ways that he could have said, this is the way you could do it. But he gave us his word, which is his will, to show us how. And if we'll do it his way, we are guaranteed results every time. And we can pray boldly. We can pray with confidence. It's a sad thing when I, when I again, hear people pray, well, I sure hope it works this time. Well, right there, it's probably not. I mean, uh, because you didn't really believe. You didn't really act on the Word of God. And so, how many want to learn how to pray confidently? Every time. Every time. All right? So, we're going to show you that. So, again, let's look at the Scripture again. We, can we bring it back up again? Let's look at it a little closer. Now, this is the confidence that we have in Him. So, the Word is about to unveil to us, how do we have this confidence? All right. How can we have this boldness, this assurance in prayer? Now, this is the confidence that we have in Him. Who do we have our confidence in? Everybody say the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? Say it now like you mean it this time. The Lord Jesus Christ. All right. He's the one that this is all about. All right. It's because of Him we can get our prayers answered. All right. It is because of Him that God hears us. I mean, it all wraps around him. So he says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. How do I know he heard me? Because I prayed according to his will. All right. Everybody say his will is his word. All right. So how do I know what his will is? I go to his word. So we have here, he hears us. Why? Because I prayed according to his will. Then in verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we asked of him. We know. Everybody say, we know. Now say it like you mean it. We know. We know. We know. We know. How do I know? Because I prayed according to his will. 
I know that he heard me. It's not, I think he heard me. It's not, I threw it up there. I hope it works this time. It's not anything like that. I know, I know. Now, you've got to get this built in you. Let's look at the amplified version of this same verse. We'll show it on the screen here. And this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness. Those are some strong words. Which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request, according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, which is his word, he listens to and hears us. He listens to and hears what? He listens to and hears what? He listens to his word being brought back to him. That's what he's hearing. He's not listening to your words in prayer necessarily on your own. You're bringing his word to him that is capturing his attention. He's committing to his word. What I'm trying to say is this. Your words are important. But we're talking about getting answers to our requests. We're talking about praying about something specific. We're not talking about general fellowship. The Lord wants to hear everything you say. He is wide open when it comes to what's going on in your life. But we are not talking about that type of prayer. We're talking about getting an answer to our prayer. All right, We're talking about something very specific. We're making a very specific request, and we're desiring an answer to that request. All right, He has committed himself to his word. This is what is so important about this. His word. Everybody say it again. His word. So the, all the focus is around his word. All right, What does he say? And it says here in verse 15 in the Amplified, And if since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge, I love that, settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us as our present possessions the requests we made of him. Man, that is no wimpy prayer. That is, I know, I know I got it. Everybody say it like that. I know I got it. See, why? Because I went according to his will. I went according to his word. And I know he heard me. And if I know he heard me, then I know that I have it. So you have to get that determined. You have to get that focused on his word. Well, let's talk in general about what we're talking about here. Prayer, if you want to take a note here, this is a good thing to write down. Prayer is agreeing with God's will. That's what prayer is. Prayer is agreeing with God's will. Prayer is not manipulating God. Prayer is not, please, 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 until I pestered him to finally do it. Anybody ever remember one of your children maybe doing that? Please, 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 shut up. Please, 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 you know, until you finally just give in because, see, really a lot of people think that if I just pray and they pray and they pray and they pray and they pray, it's almost like badgering God, you know, that the prayer is not manipulating God. It is not twisting his arm. If I pray more, I gain more strength. No, prayer is communicating. Hi, Philip. You, You can say it back. Hi, see, he said hello. There you go, you know. Prayer is communicating. Prayer is talking, right? And so when we talk to God the Father, He is listening. He is ready to listen. And we're going to get into some more things that will help us out with that. But prayer is agreeing with God's will. 
True prayer is not a human effort at persuading God or forcing Him to do what we want. And see, there are many people that pray thinking they're going to persuade. They're trying to convince God to do something. Trying to convince Him. Do you ever pray about something you wanted and you're not sure about anything, but you, you, you pray and you pray and you pray thinking that maybe you can press God that direction? You know, no one's going to admit that, but the fact is that many of you have. I know I've been guilty in the past. I didn't know these things at one time. He said that if we ask anything according to his will, his word, he would give it to us. You know what that tells me? That sounds like what God is doing is encouraging us to ask him. Why? Because he wants to bless us. He wants to bless us. And that's the path he chose to do it. You have not because you... Say it one more time. You have not because you... So apparently God chose the method of asking. That's what he wants us to do. Now, if you go to McDonald's, right, and you go through the drive-thru, you you hit that first little thing, and you keep your mouth shut when they say, Hi, welcome to McDonald's. What can we help you with? And you don't say a thing. Eventually they're going to say, could you move forward? Maybe there's something wrong, you know? And you come up, what are they going to give you? A big bag of air. Because you didn't order anything, right? You have not because you... So there's a lot of people saying, let's have prayer, right? They do this. Let's have prayer. Is that prayer? Is it or not? Some of you are like, I don't want to answer that. Is prayer communicating? Philip. Apparently your communicator is not working. So we're not communicating, are we? See, God, does God know what's in your head? He knows far more than what's in your head, guys. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what you're going to do in the next five minutes. He knows every little detail. But he still chose the method of asking. He didn't say think it, did he? See, there's rules that engage this. And that's the route. He could have said, stop and think about it. And that's what I'll do. Could he not have done that? He knows what's in you. He knows what's in your heart. So he could have chose that method, but that's not what he did. He said in his word, ask. Everybody say, ask. All right. Now, what we are talking about here is he has a desire to fulfill his word in our life. And part of the method of accomplishing that is us asking according to his will and him fulfilling that. We're not trying to convince God to do anything. I want you to get that in your heart this morning. He wants to bless you. He made the way. But you got to do it His way. you got to go His way. Now, 2 Corinthians 1.20 helps us with this. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For all the promises of God. Everybody say all. Now, what is the true meaning of the word all? All. Right? All. There's no hidden anything. For all the promises of God are what? In Him are yes, and in Him amen to the glory of God the Father through us. Did you guys catch that? So does God sometimes say no if we ask according to His will? 
Does he sometimes, well, it's his own judgment, and he's making the decision, and nah, 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 I don't like the way you've been acting lately. Or, you know, you just, I don't like the color you're wearing. Blue, I don't like it. And so we're going to give it to so-and-so today. You're prettier than that one. Does God run like that? No. He said what? All of his good promises, what? All, everybody say all, are what? Yes and amen. I didn't hear any other things in there, did you? Now, did I just quote you the word of God? I didn't, this isn't Ken's translation, all right? This isn't my interpretation. We read verbatim. God said, all my promises are yes and amen in Christ. All of them, all of them. Everybody say all of them. Not some of them, all of them, all the time. But we still have to go according to his word. So, again, prayer is not an attempt to convince God to perform his word. I really do believe sometimes we think that. I really do believe maybe because we were raised and we just, you know, I think it's a good thing as a parent. And of course, I don't have little children anymore. But when I look back, I wish I would have just said yes more. I wish I would have just the first time they asked. Why? I would have taught them that's how my father is. That's how your heavenly father is. That he's, you don't have to badger him. You don't have to convince him. You don't have to do a bunch of things in prep. Think about what you did as a kid before you approached mom and dad or whoever was in charge of you. You clean your room. You do this. You do that. You'd think ahead before they did certain things. I got it all covered. It all looks good. Then you approach them. Some of you. All right. The smart ones did that. All right. And they would approach their parents and they'd say, what about this? And you'd zip out done. What about this chore done? What about that chore done? Man, you just put your parents right in the corner because there's nothing else to point out. Well, okay. You know, but the fact is, is that with God, we don't have to do that. We don't, he wants to bless us. He wants to do good things in your life. He wants you to have more than enough. He wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. He wants you to have more than enough. He wants you to be exceedingly, abundantly supplied in every area of your life. I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about every area of life. That is his desire. He's our good heavenly father who wants the best for us. We don't have to convince him. If you want to write this down, Jeremiah 1.12 tells us, the Lord says, for I am ready to perform my word. I am ready. You know what that means? He's at the ready to do it. He's just waiting for you to do your part according to his word. And that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to talk about how do we pray with confidence every single time. And again, we're seeking an answer about something. We're literally asking God for something very specific. Okay, I'm not talking about, Lord, what are your plans for my life? Okay, That is a little bit more wide and broad. That might take a little more time. There's a lot of things involved there. There are things like, well, Lord, do you want me to do this or do you want me to do that? That's not the kind of prayer I'm talking about. I'm talking about we're praying about a very specific request, something I want. You want a new sofa. (laughs) You want this, okay, or that. It's a very specific thing, and there's an answer to it, all right? That's the kind of thing that we're talking about. So let's look at how we can approach God with confidence, okay? The first thing we have to do that we already read was we must approach God according to his will. We begin by approaching him. 
If we're going to pray, and we're going to pray in confidence, it all starts there. Now remember, God's word is his will, okay? So look with me at John chapter 16. John chapter 16, Jesus speaking in verse 23 and 24, and he said, in that day you will ask me nothing, okay? Now I want you to see something very clear here that a lot of people, they've run right across. In that day you will ask me nothing. Now who is speaking? Jesus is speaking. So he's like, in that day, you and I are living in that day, okay? In that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. He will give you whatever you ask in my name. Verse 24, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. To just put this in context, at that time, the disciples would go to Jesus to meet their needs. Or they would pray to him. They would talk to him. Then we say pray to him. You say he was right there. What is prayer? Communicating. Okay? So they would talk to Jesus and he would meet their need. But he was saying, there's a day coming shortly here, all right, which is after he would pay the price he would pay, after the death, burial, and resurrection, that no longer would we pray to Jesus about what we want in life. Is it okay to go to Jesus about what you want in life and ask him for it? <laughs> Everybody's doing it again. No one's wanting to answer that one. Well, what did the word say? Look again closely at what he said. John 16, 23 and 24. And in that day you will ask me nothing. What does ask me nothing mean? Everybody say nothing. All right. Does that mean we can't talk with Jesus? No, no, no. He said, ask me for stuff. Ask me for stuff. He didn't say we couldn't talk with Jesus. But when it comes to asking him for something, he said, you ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. In his name. Everybody say the name of Jesus. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Did he say we might receive? Did he act like it was a gamble? All right, It was a roulette wheel. It was hope it sticks this time. What did he say? If we will go to the Father, approach him, and ask for what we desire in his name, we got it. We got it. We got it. It's that name, listen to me, that name that gets the Father's attention. You want your Heavenly Father's attention? You just say in the name of Jesus and you got it. He's listening. He's like, what do you want? Where do you want to go? What, what is it you want? What is it you need? Let's go. I mean every time, not how you've been behaving. Answers to your prayers are not a reward for your obedience. Answers to your prayers are because you went to the Father in the name of Jesus. Remember, what is our confidence? In Him. Everybody get that? Say, my confidence in prayer is in Christ. All right? It's because of Him. Get your eyes off yourself because you all do it. You want something special and you think, man, I'll use my faith to get it. And you start checking. Wonder how I've been behaving. Have I been tithing? Honey, did we tithe? Did we, you know, do this? Did we? Do? And you start looking. At, see, you're looking at the wrong things. You're looking at the wrong things. It's not about you. It's about him. All right? It's about his name 
Amen? So, here, the Word of God says that God's will is that we ask the Father in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is what is giving us access to the Father. Not our good works, but the name of Jesus. Now, Jesus said something else. In Matthew 6, 8, and 9, he said, For your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. All right. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, I just want to look at these two verses in the beginning of verse 9 here. The Word of God tells us that we're not going to surprise the Father with our need. (laughs) You're not going to catch the Father off guard. He already knows what you need. All right? That's what makes God God. All right? Our Heavenly Father knows what you need. Every little detail. He not only knows what you need, He knows what you want. All right? He knows the desires of your heart, and He wants to fulfill them. He wants to do something with you. He want, what he's saying is before you go to him, he already knows, so let's just be honest. Let's not be religious. Let's not go through a bunch of formalities. Let's just get right to it. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, and let's get to it. But what Jesus is saying here is key. In verse 9, he said, In this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. How did he start that prayer? Worshiping the Lord, worshiping our Heavenly Father. Wouldn't it be rude just to, you know, ask without at least acknowledging Him? At least, Father, I'm so thankful that you even hear me. I'm so thankful that you you paid the price through Christ to give me the name to access, to get your attention. I'm so I'm just so thankful that the (laughs) the God of the universe is listening to me and my request, and that you care, and praise Him, and honor Him. Isn't that respectful? Isn't that, doesn't that show your heart, right? You're just not out to just get something, and that's it. See, this really shows us something about our heart. Are we in it just for things? Or does our heart really love the Father? Are we seeking first the kingdom of God? Do we love and honor Him? Yes, we want the things. God wants you to have more things than you have now and nicer. He wants you to have nice things. He just doesn't want them to be before Him. That's out of order. That's mixed up. That's going to mess your life up. And somebody might say, well, God sure is high on Himself. I mean, geez, I mean, you mean He won't bless me without giving Him something? (laughs) That's the whole wrong attitude altogether. How many of you know that he knows that if you get your priorities out of order, it's only going to hurt you? You're not going to hurt him. Do you think God wears his feelings on his shoulders? Dear Lord, if he did, he would have wiped the earth out 15 times. Maybe more. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we didn't have to flood it. He could have just, boom. I mean, let's start over. You know, I mean, right? I mean, he's not touchy, guys. The reason he asks us to do what he does, it keeps things in the right priority in our life. You seeking first the kingdom allows him to be God in your life. And he wants to bless you. Amen. He wants to help you. He wants to grow you. Now, what I'm trying to say here is that we go to the Father. We approach him in prayer. That's the beginning. And we go according to his word. According to his word is what? We go in the name of Jesus. It's all about that name. All right? And we approach him, not just gimme, 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 my name is Jimmy. All right? We approach him with, I love you. I I praise you. In other words, before you open your mouth, think about your heart and attitude. You know what that's going to do for you? 
It's going to tell you, is this thing I'm asking for going to come between me and my God? Because it'll make you think about it. It'll make you think about it. And some things could come between you. For example, oh Lord, I want a big boat. I want a big boat, man. I can get out in a lake and big boat, show off to my friends. Is that big boat a problem? If it, it, it is, if it starts making you miss Sundays, to use that boat because you work all week long and the only time you can use it on is a Sunday. Everybody get what I'm saying? Well, you may get the boat because you just used your faith and rammed it through, but the reality is it wasn't a blessing to you. I mean, it's a curse. And I mean, you know what a boat is? It's a hole in the water you throw money into. <laughs> I'm not picking on anybody that's got a boat. I'm just kidding. I used to work for a company that we made things for boats, and so that was a running joke. You know, These guys would call up so mad because they put all that effort, time to get that boat. And then it just seemed like a curse hanging on them. You know, I mean, sometimes we think getting more things is a blessing, but I don't agree. Less things makes life just simple. Amen? When you need it, go rent it, and then give it back when you're done. What a shock. I mean, you know, seriously. I mean, you know. Anyway, pray. I remember, I remember years ago, my wife and I were deciding to put a pool in the house we bought. And we were going back and forth on that. You know, and I've heard ups and downs. Yeah, it's nice to have the pool, just jump out there and swim. But then I'd hear of the people who had the hassle with the pool. And all the money it cost to keep the pool up. And then when problems occurred with the pool. And my wife and I were sitting there thinking, how many times could we take the kids to a hotel and let them play in that pool and what will it cost us first having the pool? And we thought, you know, we could do it quite often. <laughs> you know, we could just take them, you know, once a month or so or whatever, a few weeks, and just take a, you know, a couple nights and spend a night in a hotel and let them play, you know? And guess what? I didn't have to clean a thing. I didn't have to do a thing, you know? It's just a different way of thinking. Praise God. Everybody say, I love Pastor. <laughs> All right. So, number two. We're going to give you four things. Number two, check your heart. Check your heart. One sure way to put a stop to your prayers is to hold unforgiveness against someone. And Jesus was very clear on this. He was very specific about unforgiveness when it comes to prayer. Mark eleven twenty four is a prayer most of us know uh, that when we pray, we believe, we receive, and we have it. But it's tied to Mark eleven twenty five. We'll show you on the screen. Jesus is saying, while you're still there praying, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, anything against anyone, anything against anyone, forgive them. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. You want to clog up your prayers, then get unforgiveness in your heart. You get bitterness in your heart. You are going to clog the pathway. That doesn't mean God doesn't honor his word. It just means it's like a pipe that's getting clogged and that instead of having a free-flowing blessing flowing through, that garbage, that muck is getting in there and it's really minimizing what's coming out. It's dirtying what's coming out. God wants you blessed and successful. That's why he's telling you, watch your heart. Don't allow unforgiveness to come in. Don't allow that root of bitterness to develop. Forgive. And I don't know about you, but isn't that sometimes easier said than done? I mean, you've never been wronged until you've been wronged by a Christian. 
I mean, I mean, it's one thing to have a sinner, you know, wrong you. But I mean, to get robbed by a brother in Christ I trusted, to have them, you know, do something to me, to harm me, that hurts. Or maybe a really close family member that you put a lot of effort into, you know, that did something like that. That hurts. It can sting. And it's amazing to me that I can, I can come up with, I can forgive him in faith in the name of Jesus. I'm going to let this go. And by the way, I want you, you, you can't forgive without forgetting. You ought to write that down. You can't forgive without forgetting. If you're saying, well, I'm going to forgive them, but I won't forget about it, then you didn't forgive them. You didn't forgive them. Aren't you grateful? Listen to me that God the Father is not holding sin over our head right now. Aren't you grateful that that the blood of Jesus wiped it out and made it clean and it's not even an issue? Amen? And when you do mess up, and you will, all right, we have the blood of Jesus. Amen? 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sin, He is just and faithful to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, as if it never happened. Praise God for that. He doesn't hold it over our head. But do you ever notice that you can forgive someone and then minding your own business and ten minutes later it rises right back up? All of a sudden this thought comes in and all of a sudden your temperature rises and you're starting all over again. And you're like, man, I just went through all this work to forgive and I'm going to start all over again. And so, yeah, Father, in the name of Jesus, <laughs> I let it go. And sometimes you might have to do it and you might have to do it and you might have to do it. You just keep on working at it. You don't, when it, if it tries to rise back up, see, where it rises back up is if you're talking about it or thinking about it. Somebody might ask you, so how you doing? Oh, and you start the whole story all over again, right? And you're like, while you're telling the story, shut up! You're just, you know, you're telling the story and you feel like you're getting deeper and deeper and deeper in the hole. Shut up! But you can't help yourself, you know? And you just keep on going and going and going. You're like, man, I got to start all over again now. And, you know, but keep on starting over. How many times did Jesus tell us to forgive? Amen. Now, did, did he say at 491, you don't have to anymore? No. What he's saying is 70 times 70. How many days was he talking about? One day. Man, if I had to forgive somebody 70 times 70 in one day, we got a real issue going on. And so what he's saying is you never stop. You never stop. It, it, it is, listen to me, forgiveness in your life is freedom. It is freedom. See, a lot of times... When we hold unforgiveness against someone, we think we're putting them in prison. The reality is they don't even know you're mad at them. <laughs> they might not even know that you're... you're, you're and so you put yourself in prison and they're going about life having a great time. You know, that's, that's insane, isn't it? Just like the devil to come up with something that ignorant. But it works, you know. I mean, seriously, it's insane to hold unforgiveness against someone when they're going about their life having a great time. And you're stuck here in the unforgiveness, having a mess. That's crazy, you know? So the reality is, Jesus is saying, check your heart. Make sure you have nothing against someone. Also, a guilty conscience will hinder your prayer life. It'll hinder that confidence you have towards God. 1 John chapter 3, verse 21 and 22 says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence, what? toward God. Amen. We have confidence. He says here though, uh, and whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. In other words, watch your heart. Now, 
Listen to me. Your heart and your head are different. You can have thoughts about something. Doesn't mean you're holding unforgiveness. You can be reminded. You could have flashbacks, so to speak. You know, And you're thinking about it. You say, no, 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 in Jesus' name, I'm not thinking on that. Well, that doesn't mean you're holding unforgiveness against them. A thought doesn't mean it's really you. You understand the difference there. But in your heart, you know, way down deep in there, the bird ain't singing. You know you're holding something. You know something's wrong. It just doesn't, it isn't right on the inside. That's what he's talking about. I can have a thought cross my mind to remind me about a lot of things in life. Doesn't mean I, I don't, now letting it stay and develop and think about it more and talk about it is going to cause it to grow and cause a problem in your life. But if you have a thought regarding someone or reminding you about something in the past or unforgiveness, then just say, no, I'm not thinking, I'm not dwelling on that in Jesus' name. Your heart's clean, you're good. You understand? You know when your heart, okay, is holding something. When you're, when you're just not making things right. Uh, the only way I know to describe it is, like my old pastor used to say, and I like it, he said the bird quit singing. In other words, there's no joy. There's no, you know you're empty on the inside. Something's wrong. Why? You're cutting off the life of God with that unforgiveness, that bitterness, and you know it on the inside. So you need to get on your knees, get before God, and fix it. Whatever it is, Get rid of it out of your life in the name of Jesus and move on. But if your heart does not condemn you, there's nothing in my heart. There's nothing. Then what does he say? We have confidence. Amen? So your head can be thinking one thing, but as long as in here I'm good, then I'm good. I can have confidence toward God. Everybody understand? Let me give you an example. I go into a hospital room. All right, I've been fighting with my wife all day. Doesn't happen that often, but occasionally. And I've been fighting with my wife, and this went wrong, and that went wrong, and car tire went out, and all these things went wrong. Ah, I'm mad, and you know, I'm just, you know, anybody ever have one of those days? Yes, you have. And I, somebody calls up church and says, hey, can you go visit so-and-so at the hospital? They need prayer. You know, they're going to have surgery tomorrow. It's real serious. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, and I'll go to the hospital. Now, right as I get up to the door, the devil says, you dirty, rotten, scum, bucket Christian. Here you are, sassing your wife and doing this and having that. And I heard you think that cuss word earlier. (laughs) You know, I mean, you had an attitude and you had all that. Now, what is that going to do for my confidence as I'm about to go in there and pray? What is the devil trying to do to me? He's trying to get me to think about all these outward things, right? But what were all those outward things? They were all, everybody say outward. They were my flesh. They were outward things. They're not my heart. Now, who is my Lord? Jesus. Is the devil my Lord? Does he have any place in me? Even if I, even if I played in the mud a little bit that day? I'm not a sinner. You understand what I'm saying? Who am I? Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world, even though I might have got a little bit muddy. So what I do is I get up to that door and I say, devil, in the name of Jesus, you're not my father. Leave me alone and I'll deal with my father regarding what I did earlier. But right now I need to go pray for this man so that he's healed and whole. You understand that? Do you see the you see the issue here? The devil will beat you up in your mind. 
He will just tear you down and remind you of everything. And you need to understand. Listen, look at the verse again. 1 John chapter 3, verse 21. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. Our heart is our spirit. None of this had to do with my spirit. I got flesh like you. You know that Snickers commercial? You know what I'm talking about? Where they shove a Snickers bar in the guy's face and he changes and all of a sudden he's real nice. You know what I'm talking about? Well, you know, that's exactly what you are. You got flesh and if we don't get a Snickers bar in you, you're going to change. You know, you can become ugly. You know, your blood sugar gets low and you haven't had much sleep and you're, yeah, that doesn't mean I'm not a born again Christian. It's just what I did was I let my flesh get the best of me. You understand what I'm saying? What are we supposed to do with our flesh? Keep it under. You're only going to do that if you keep yourself up spiritually. But the fact is, we're talking about prayer and we're talking about the devil beating you up in your thought life. You just say, Mr. Devil, you're not my father. You have nothing to do with me. So in Jesus' name, get out of here. And you pray for that person in confidence. Why? Why can I pray for that person in confidence even though I screwed up earlier? Because it's not about me. It's about the name of Jesus. You see that? It's not about what I did. It's not about my obedience. It's about me being obedient to his word. And the word of God says, if I lay hands on the sick, what will happen? They will recover. You understand? That when you understand these things, you become confident in prayer. Now, when I'm done later on the day, yeah, I need to clean up, take a shower. Father, I need to talk to you about some things earlier. I know I messed up when I yelled at least, and I did this, and I did that, and I let my flesh get the best of me, and I apologize for it, and I just receive your forgiveness and cleansing from all unrighteousness in Jesus' name. Amen? And that's how I take care of me. But the reality is I still got to do the work of the ministry, and so do you. And that's the prayer. Amen? Did you get anything out of that? All right. Number three, our request must line up with his word. It must line up with his word. And what I mean is we went to God according to his word. That's one thing, okay? We checked our heart, all right? We're okay. But the other thing is what I'm going to ask for must line up with his word. John 15, 7, Jesus said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So in other words, it's all about the Word of God. When we come to the Father, we can have what we desire if our desire lines up with His Word. For example, there could be a young man, or not a young man, and he desires a new wife, and he's got his eyes on Bob's. She's pretty. I'd like her, you know. Can he ask for her? No, Bob... Bob's wife is taken. <laughs> in, other words, in other words, that's not in the Word of God. You're not going to find a scripture. Now, does the Bible make promises regarding a person finding a good wife? Absolutely. Who finds? Remember who finds a wife finds a good thing. Amen. Everybody say wives are good things. Amen. Yay, wives. All right. So, but what I'm trying to say is, is that scriptural, right? I mean, what I'm trying to say is we need to know confidently. If we're going to pray in confidence and we can know that God hears us, what does God hear? He hears his will, right? So if I go to him, I make sure that the thing I desire lines up with his word. I put some time into it. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. There have been times in my life where I wasn't sure of a scripture. 
Many of you have been there. I, I didn't know what scripture to base what I want on. Uh, it was a little bit more vague than that. I knew what I wanted, but I, I just couldn't come up with something clear. Well, the Bible gives us aid for that. In other words, James 1.5 promises us that if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, it will be given to him. You know what the Scripture is basically saying? When we don't know what to do, we can go to God the Father and we can ask for help and He's not going to pick on us. He's not going to say, why didn't you just study a little more? He's not going to say, oh my gosh, all you ever do is ask for help. I mean... He's going to just say, I'm so glad you came to me. How can I help you? You know, he wants to help you. He wants to put you in the right direction. You know, and so when we do that, when we pray that, and I've done that many times, I say, Father, I want this, but I honestly don't know what scripture to, you know, claim. I don't know what scripture or scriptures to base my prayer on. And so he, I would pray this prayer. Most of the time, within just a little short period of time, I would know the answer. It would just pop up in me at a strange moment. You know, All of a sudden, I'd see this scripture in my heart. That's it. That, I know what to do. I, know what, I love it when he puts messages together for me like that. I'm just minding my own business, and all of a sudden, the message just pops up in my heart, and he gives me a three-point thing and gives me everything. I'm thinking, man, that made it easy. And it's just there, you know? That's usually not how it works. <laughs> but sometimes, once in a while, he does do it that way. But what I'm trying to say is, if you're see- what did he say? If we seek him, we would find, right? Ask and you shall receive. So if you ask for wisdom, if you ask him for help, he'll give it to you. And a lot of the times we don't know. For example, the question in general could be in some area of life. I'm not saying this area. But for example... Um, should I marry this person or not? You know, a young woman versus a, a young man. Or some other situation like that. Well, you don't know their heart, but God does. And so God can give you wisdom. God can give you what you need to help you go the right direction. Should I take that job? You know, it offers me more money. Should I move? There are a lot of Christians who don't even think about asking, you know, for help in those things. But we're talking about specifically, remember, asking for something very specific, all right, that God can give an answer to, and I need help on the Scripture to base my faith on. Many times, uh, I've had this situation. I prayed. I, I don't know where to base my faith on, so I said, Father, I need some wisdom. And what I would do is pray in tongues, pray in the Spirit. That's one of the benefits of being filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and one of the things that we're praying, when we pray in the Holy Ghost, okay, is the perfect will of God concerning whatever it is we're praying about how many know the holy ghost knows what you need amen and jesus said what i'm gonna send a helper like me is jesus to help to us i'm gonna send a helper like me to the earth to help you see that's what he's called the helper to help us in life. I need help in this area. So I would spend some time praying in the Spirit. And when I was done, I'd just, Father, I just thank you for the answer. I believe I receive it. And I would go about my business. And then all of a sudden, just, you know, within a very short time, maybe the next day, it, it just, I would know. Or I would get this desire to go look up something. And there's the Scripture right there. And so God would lead us and guide us. But the fact is, we need to make sure whatever requests we're making, it lines up with His Word. Let me explain why, okay? This is very important if you're taking notes. 
Okay, as I said, we must be absolutely sure that we're basing our request on the Word of God. Somebody might say, why is that so important? Why is it so important? It's this, if you want to write this down. Faith can only receive what God already promised in His Word. That's why. Faith can only receive what God already promised in His Word. You can't receive something He didn't promise in His Word. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Or the Word of God is the seed that produces the faith to get the thing that we're looking for. And so what I'm trying to say is faith is all based on His Word. So if we don't have His Word to build things from, then there can't be any faith. And if we don't have any faith, we can't get the request met. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? Faith, let's look at it this way. In prayer, faith is like an exchange between you and the Father. I'm going to release faith, and that same faith train is how I'm going to receive the faith. It all has to be based on His Word. If you're asking for something not based on His Word, you have no ground to stand on, because what did He say in His Word? What was His commitment? If you come to me and you pray according to my will, I'll hear you. And if I hear you, you can be assured you got it. But if it's not in His Word, if that promise, if there's no no foundation for faith there, then He's got nothing to connect with. You understand what I'm saying? And now, you might run into a situation where, what if I ask for something that isn't on this planet? (laughs) In other words, I ask for something that yet to be created. Is that possible? Some of you think so. I think there's a lot of things that could be created that aren't yet right? Well, it, it, you can get back into, if you want to do this on your own, Matthew 18. Okay, you can do a little study in Matthew 18. But remember when Jesus told us to agree on earth as touching anything? Well, in that area of scripture, if you look in the Greek, what he committed to is, if it isn't there, I'll create it for you. <laughs> that is powerful, guys. The God is saying, if you ask me for something according to my word, and the earth doesn't have it, I'll create it. (laughs) Do you know how much God wants to bless you? Man, He wants to bless you. He will create it for you. That is awesome. Prayer has a lot of influence. Bottom line is this. 1 John 5, 14. Now this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. So again, it's all based on His will, His Word. God's Word provides the confidence and assurance that our prayer will be heard. And lastly, is easy, simple, you ready? It's relax. <laughs> Everybody say relax. In other words, I've gone to him according to his word. I checked my heart. Everything is good. I prayed and asked for what I'm praying for according to his word. At that point, receive, relax. Be confident that God has heard you. When you pray according to the word, you're to receive the answer by faith. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. When are you to believe you receive them? When you pray. When you pray. Everybody say, when you pray. So Now this is how a lot of people pray. Lord, I, I hope you heard me. I hope it works this time. Now, is that faith? Did they really believe that they got it? No. They hope God heard them. They hope 
that, again, that prayer stuck, so to speak. Well, that's not the way we're to pray. Jesus said, whatever things you ask when you pray, of course, according to the word, believe you got it when you prayed. When was the exchange made? Faith says, Father, I, I ask you for blank, blank, whatever that is, okay? And all I do is, Father, I just thank you for it, and I just thank you, and I have it now. It's mine. In Jesus' name, I appreciate it, Father. I, I glorify you. When did I get it? When I prayed. When I prayed. Now, do I see it yet? Well, that's the faith part. <laughs> I don't see it yet, but I know that I have it. All right? I believed I received it. And this is where a lot of people get wrong. They, they'll say they're praying about sickness, for example. Well, I'll believe it when I see results change. <laughs> that's not faith. Right? Faith is, I believe I receive it when I prayed. All right? When I prayed. How can I have confidence that God heard me? Because I prayed according to his will, and I know if he heard me, if I know he heard me, then I know that I have the answer. No doubt about it. I got it. I got it as good as gold. It's mine. As good as, you know, if I'm believing God for a car, then go prep room in the garage for the car. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, there are people that this is where you act on what you believe. So go do something. You know, what would you do if you had the physical possession of whatever it is you need? I'm believing God for clothes. Then go make some room in the closet. Give some things away. You know, clear out of space. There are some people that learn this message and go home. Man, I want new living room furniture. And they jump ahead of their faith a little bit because... They've never believed for more than a bean, you know, with their faith. And they run out there and give away all their living room furniture. They're sitting on boxes for six months because they just didn't have the faith. In other words, you need to grow those faith muscles. Remember last one I told you about? We pray according to the word. In other words, we ask God according to that word. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing. What should you do with that scripture before you pray? Spend some time meditating on it, confessing it. Grow your faith. Find out where you're at. Before you believe God for a whole living room for, you know, set, why don't you start off with a chair, you know, a table, you know. In other words, use your faith, grow it, develop it. But sometimes people just get anxious and they just run out ahead and, and, and you know, they gave away their car because they're believing for a new car. That's going to hurt, you know. I mean, <laughs> you know, because it may take some time. God, you believed you received it and you have it, but that's the whole process in the background may take a little bit of time to happen, right? I mean, it could take six months before you got that car, you know, or it could take a day. Who knows? I mean, the issue is, is that that's where wisdom comes in. In other words, pray. Well, you're listening in your spirit. What should you do? But you act on the word of God. So again, we talk about praying confidently again let's look at our main text first john chapter 5 14 and 15 now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears us whatever we ask we know that we have the petitions we have asked of him no doubt about it i got it i got it. everybody say i got it you got to get to the point that you built yourself up in the word enough you know that you know that you know and somebody can try to talk you out and say i don't think so I don't think so. Now, this is how I pray. When I believe God for stuff, specific things, I don't let go. I'm like a bulldog. I'm not letting go of that thing. Now, how do I, how do I know that's how I should act? Well, if you want to write this down, Hebrews chapter 6, uh, verse 12. 
imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Everybody say faith and patience. Now I want you to do it just like I did. Ready? Left hand, faith. Right hand, patience. Again, faith. Patience. One more time, faith. Patience. Now, what we want to do is bring these two together. Now we got the power twins. Faith and patience. Faith and patience. Faith gets the things from God. Patience sees it through. You need to have both. Amen? Like, we had a prayer line right now. We were praying for those who are fighting sickness. And, we, and I pray, I believe in the name of Jesus that when I lay hands on the sick, they will recover. There's no question about that. Now, there may be a time element involved. You understand what I'm saying? But I know from the moment I laid hands on them, something happened in the spirit realm that went into their physical body that was changing things. A seed was planted right then. And what happens when a seed is planted and it's watered? You're going to get a harvest. Amen. You're going to see the full results of it. But a lot of times they walk away still limping. I guess it didn't hurt. I mean, it didn't work, you know. I mean, still hurts, that kind of thing. I guess it, I, I guess sometimes you win, sometimes you lose with the Lord. Man, doesn't God get a bad rap on a lot of things? He has never one time failed to honor His Word. You understand? If He ever failed to honor His Word, the whole universe would fall apart. How do I know that? Hebrews says that the whole universe is held by the power of His Word. That means if he ever lied, that's why he can't lie. If God said, today is Tuesday, it's Tuesday. You understand what I'm saying? He can't lie because he believes everything he says. And when it comes out of his mouth, oh yeah, it's it, it's done, it's over, there's no going back. This is the way it is. And if he ever did not keep his word, it would all come apart. I mean, man, I tell you, everybody say, God's a good God. Say it with this with me. He wants to answer my prayers. He wants to give me what I desire. Amen. He wants to bless you, but you've got to go according to his word. Now, what we're talking about, many times we think about, well, I need this, and I want this, and I... You know what? Why don't you use your faith every once in a while to help someone else? We've got a parking lot out here that we're raising money for. Get in your prayer clause. Build your faith up and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I I believe in God right now in the name of Jesus for $5,000 I can sow. I ask you for it and I believe I receive it. Now, you don't need to tell a soul, but you use your faith to what? To receive that so you can be a blessing. Sometimes we're so limited in our thinking. All we're thinking about is a few needs. When we could do so much more. God wants to do so much more in our life, but we have to open ourselves up. Let me give you a quick example and then we'll, we'll end. Back in the days when I was first learning these things many moons ago, I remember first learning about faith and the name of Jesus and how to pray like we're talking about. And so I remember on my way to work one day, back in my broke days, and I mean they were broke, always broke, you know, making, barely making it. And I remember I was learning about these faith things and I'm on my way and I got a couple kids at home and it's like the day or two before payday. And this is long enough where $10 could have bought me five gallons of gas, uh, milk, bread, and maybe a couple snacks, you know. You can't, you, know you can't do that. You can't get $40 in one bag at Walmart, you know. But 
anyway, it was long enough ago where I thought, you know, if I just had a few dollars, just ten dollars, and I didn't want to borrow it, I didn't want to do anything. I wanted to use my faith. And so I prayed according to the word. John 16, 23 and 24, Mark eleven twenty three, And I prayed in the name of Jesus and I asked the Father for blank. You know, I think it was $10, all right? And it, again, doesn't seem like much, but back then it was more. And I only needed it for a couple days and I thought, that'll hold me over. And so I prayed and I believed I received. And before the day was out, I think it was just a few hours, somehow God got that money in my hands. And I was like, man, it worked. Dummy, why didn't you ask for 20? You know? But my point is, does it work? If you work according to the word, you get what I'm saying? And if you're not seeing it work in your life, then you need to wonder, hmm, am I doing what the word says? In other words, many of you maybe have not used your faith because you had a faith error. It didn't work, and you were disappointed. And you might not tell anybody, and I know there's some of you in your heart. Right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you say, I prayed, and, and it, it didn't work, and I didn't see it, but I never say anything, Pastor, because I want to look good. I don't want anybody to know that, you know, something went wrong. And what we need to understand is God is always faithful. God is always good. If there's a problem, it's on our end. We're, we're the receivers, and God is the giver, and he never fails his word. So what you got this morning, we give the CDs away for free. If you just sign up out there, um, you can go on the web in a couple days. It'll be on there. You need to listen to this over and over and over. Get these scriptures down. Meditate them. Get them in your heart. So every time you pray, that's how you pray. So every time you pray, you pray with confidence and boldness and assurance. Amen?